What's going on? This is the man of the hour, Leo Rush, and you are now listening to Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt Madness talk. Podcast. I'm your host for tonight, Aloy Aaron Lloyd, and I fucking found somebody. <laughs> Welcome back, Josh Prepagina. You don't got to suffer hearing me uh, gulp water anymore, at least for this week. Uh, I got somebody. Prep, how the hell you doing? I'm doing good. Listen, last week I did a solo show as well. And I don't know. I've done two since like starting YBE. And this was like the first time where, like you said, the gulp water. I've never had that till last week. Like for some reason, my throat was super dry. I don't know if I was just way too excited or whatever. But listen, nobody was worried about your gulping water. <laughs> Great job. Appreciate you at least trying it because it's a struggle, but it's it's worth it because the death to a podcast is consistency and you doing solo shows keeps it on the air every week and it still gives you relevancy. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Now, last week I thought I did a good job. Like, I was, like, proud of myself. Uh, the first time, I kind of, like, shit on myself about it because I was like, oh, I could hear it. Like, I was thirsty. <laughs> I was like, ugh. It, yeah, it definitely uh, should. Should. Uh, you you listen back, usually? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so when I listen back, I just – I'm more worried about, like, how long did I pause because – I listen to some podcasts like Solo John's where they pause. There's this one guy. He'll pause for like eight seconds. You know what that is of eight seconds of dead air when it's only one person? Uh, I'll just say pause I have pause to check on my, my headphones. Band. Like, is it on? <laughs> if, I, if I get uh, tongue-tied or whatever, I'll just hit pause and just pick up from where I left off. But I make sure yeah. to stop when I'm done talking about what I'm talking about so it's a smooth transition so I'm not sitting with a whole 10-second si- gap of silence. So, you haven't been hearing about uh, the Money in the Bank review. So, uh, you made a comment in the group text about Mondays and Fridays are dead and Tuesday and Wednesdays are it for you. So, I'm assuming that you've caught or at least glimpsed uh, Impact anniversary and the following Impact. So, I'm interested to see what your thoughts about that are. Yeah, all right, so that stemmed from, like, the only thing I saw from the weekend was, uh, as far as WWE, I only saw the main event, because I, I, I am into the cinematic matches, like, I do enjoy it, it's different, and that's why I think I like it, because it is different, so um, with everybody's contract being up, who were let go, a lot of really good guys were let go. And I was just interested. I knew people would show up like and be ready to work immediately. So I knew Impact Wrestling was kind of perfect. You know, it was on that Saturday. Everybody was done at midnight. We had the talking shop that came out um, at midnight announcing that the Good Brothers had signed. And then we already knew that more people would be there. So we had EC3 and um, EY, you know, and the Good Brothers at that time. So that was cool. I saw the buzz from it. They changed like all the titles. Like Deanna Perrazzo was on the show and she won the women's title. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give Tuesday a shot. 
So I hadn't watched Impact since, like, consistently since EC3 debuted. Like, I, I think, what's that, 2014, around there, like, I was watching really consistently, like, every week. I haven't watched since that long. So when I came back, like, I really enjoyed it. It's not the impact of old. It's really different. Like, they do a lot of segments, like, uh, like cinematic <laughs> style like segments. I like it a lot, the production value. I think, and you could really say that if you look at production value, that can stick with, like, WWE. <laughs> Minus the fact that WWE does, like, a million cuts. You know what I mean? Impact Wrestling is very clean. It's like, for someone who has done video and watched so many videos on how to shoot video, like, that was cinematic. But it's not, like, it's cheesy, but it's not unbearable. And it's, like, enjoyable cheesy. Like, they had this, like, Wrestle House thing going on. And, like... It was really weird to see like Rosemary outside of this like <laughs> s- like spooky character like she's like this lovesick chick or whatever but she still has like those uh s- like magic I guess you could say like things like she would like snap her fingers and people were like popping up out of the air. So it was a good mix and then the wrestling on that show is so clean. The main event I loved it like you you guys already know you saw me at House of Hardcore when I met Ethan Page. I was a little drunk and I I thought he was somebody else, but like I knew who he was. I just got his name wrong. And it was like that match with the Motor City Machine Guns on Tuesday was so much fun. It was like I'm serious when I say that they they have like like I think the North is like one of the best tag teams in the world right now. They're that much fun to watch. And then to see the Motor City Machine Guns, which Chris Sabin is one of my favorites of all time. I think we had an underrated list <laughs> like a few years back, and he was he was on my list. Like to see him come back and perform at that high level was extremely, you know, satisfying to me. And that was enough for me to say, hey, I'm going to give it a shot. Like I already watch NXT, I already watch AEW, AEW more than NXT at this point. I I keep up with NXT more for like the uh, special events and the uh, pay-per-views, like takeovers. But I think I'm going to give Impact a shot because I think they earned it. Like they, and now they have Brian Myers, who you know we all. It's not like I'm a mark for him, <laughs> but I do want to see him succeed because those guys do work hard outside of just wrestling, and. Uh, I do want to see those guys succeed. And and maybe he is good. You know, you had people like Aleister Black calling him, like, maybe one of the most underrated people on that roster at the time. Uh, He's worked with The Rock before and got The Rock's blessing. So let's see where this goes. I mean, I I hope that these guys, you know, I definitely want to see Impact push their talent. But if they can sprinkle, like, two or three guys and give them a prominent role, this could be a lot of fun. All right, so you're giving them your rating, basically. Yeah, for now, okay. that's my sh- that's yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go there for for Slammiversary, for what I saw. I I would just give it a slobber knocker. I thought it was a good start. I think the good part about Impact is you could start from any pay per view 
and carry on because they're really good at resetting their stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before I forget, I join a uh, patreon.com slash major WF pod. And first thing I see is prep giving out fucking nicknames. I'm like, Oh my God, who the fuck is this guy? You like that? <laughs> I'm like, this, this like is a that? whole new life. And I, I remember the, uh, the hatred you had and now, and now you're recommending nicknames. Okay. So, did I ever clear clarify where my hatred came from? Uh, I believe you have. The fact okay. that he ignored you. All right, real quick. So for the for the fans who haven't heard me in a while or, or jumped on in the last year or two, in Orlando, Pash and I were at the Hall of Fame. We got like five dollar tickets like that day. We're like, you know what? We're going. It was actually a lot of fun. Um, but afterwards, walking back to the car. We got caught where the talent was leaving. So, like, everybody obviously, you know, those guys been there for hours. Like, I didn't take this into account before because I was just a mark. Like, I didn't care. <laughs> but those guys were there for hours. And, um, you know, I got to shake hands with a lot of cool guys. Seamus, Cesaro, uh, Ziggler was nice to us. And this was at the point where Zack Ryder was with Emma. Okay, so if anybody knows me, I already didn't like him because Emma at the time was my dream girl. I love you, Genesis. Um, but I shouted. I said, hey, broski, like, yo, Zack Ryder completely no sold me, like purposely looked the other way to oh. act like he didn't hear me. But then he look at you. Listen, no, <laughs> the no sell, and then the turn away. Okay, <laughs> so like, like you looked at you. I could see the, I could see your eyes like working your way towards me, and then you're like, you know what? I'm gonna look away from this mark. So from there, like, it was my gimmick to hate him, just like it was my gimmick to like John Cena, and uh, but these guys do a lot of good work. Like I said, these. They are marketing machines. Like they sell themselves to you, mm-hmm. and that's like that was the reason why I was able to join the Patreon. And yeah, it, I do like to say like it was an investment because it really was. Oh, yeah. Like I I did I did really well uh, joining their Patreon. Like I can be on their Patreon for like a year or two, and basically it's money under the bridge. Yeah. Yes. Uh, somebody already pissed me off in the group. Uh, inquiring about an item of mine he uh okay here's the thing i i also have to clarify about the group because there's a lot of people in there who are first of all facebook groups are the worst yes okay the good thing about this one is that basically we pay to be in there Mm -hmm. so with some of the like a lot of the people are now complaining like oh there's too many people in here and it's like yo don't you know that like we pay for this Mm-hmm. like like this is a service this isn't like a just a free group that you join online no this is a service we pay for it and at times it could be really annoying and like people are really like on other people's nuts like mm-hmm. it's ridiculous like some the guy from high spots made a joke one time and it was like this girl was like i'm canceling my order never again like this and that and like Matt and Brian are like friends with the guys from High Spot, so like it was 
it can get like that if like ignore it remember what you're there for like you're there for pre-ordering reselling <laughs> and if you can get your hands on something that you don't want just know that the idiot behind you is gonna pay double for it <laughs> so luckily for me i had a friend who wanted the belt and i was kind enough to give it to him for retail mm-hmm. which belt the uh the figure belt oh, scratch okay. that figure it okay shirt. okay yeah because uh i posted something and then i guess the, the new lingo or the new term for it is do you deliver i'm like no i ship no response and that wasn't the first time somebody asked me that in a facebook group i've never heard of that yeah as i said like no i sh- i can ship to you i do not deliver i can ship like you live in michigan <laughs> how am i getting to you but uh but back to the whole impact thing you know i watch it in in spurts uh it, it, it depends what i'm interested in uh for example when tanil was in there she, i'm not sure she's she she's i'm sure she's still a part of the company she's just probably not wrestling at the point so tanil is your sister abigail but i, I usually watch for her uh i like diana i heard diana and jordan had a great match for the title um, when Tessa was on her little journey, I would make it a point to watch Tessa a lot when Matt Hardy was there as well. And the early TNA stuff from 2006, between 2006 and 2010, a lot of really good stuff. And a lot of people that we, that we still see today that are actually are in WWE. And I kind of want to make it a point to review a couple of TNA shows. So I'm going to try to fit that into the docket eventually. And I haven't watched it yet, but you also brought up the TNT title match from this past week on Dynamite with Cody and Eddie Kingston. You said it was one of your favorites. And what's your thoughts about that match and everything that's going on in AEW? Okay, so I haven't been in a while, so let me just say that... So, alright, with the breakdown of TNT matches, right? Mm-hmm. There's the talent, there's the... The homegrown, you know, a not homegrown, but the the signed AEW talent. So you had Mark Quinn, Honey Kiss, um, and those, you know, anybody who's been signed or been around. And then you have like the Ricky Starks, you have um, Eddie Kingston, and then you have like coming names, which I'm I'm privy to that I don't want to spoil on here. Um, those matches with the upcoming names are so much better like like the ricky starks match they gave him such a big story and like i love that match that was my favorite and it was the pre-match promo it was everything building up to that with eddie kingston eddie kingston's promo made that match like when you see it i want you to write to me and let me know what you think (laughs) because because we already know he's good on the but we're talking about him talking about Cody, which is like two different sides. Like those guys, if you had, you couldn't pick a more opposite, like parallel. Like yeah. those guys are so, are so different, basically. So for me, Eddie Kingston just brought so much to the table. I think that with the promo alone before the match, he got a contract, right? Mm-hmm. Then he did the match. They're like, damn, should we put the title on this guy? He loses and then cuts a promo after. I'm like, please sign this guy <laughs> and put him against Moxley right now. Like, I'm 
I was marking out like if I was Pash for Eddie Kingston. <laughs> now, speaking of Moxley, last week, uh, well, two weeks ago now, I guess you could say, Brian, uh, Taz threw in the towel for Brian Cage. And I'm not sure if you heard last week's episode, but Cage luckily didn't fall into the AEW hole where their monster heels, they lose their feud and then just relegate the dark. Now, I understand that wins and losses matter in AEW and they go by their rankings, but you go from this big platform to being relegated to AEW dark and Cage isn't going to do that because he's going to be in a feud right away with Darby Allen. So what are your thoughts on the finish of that? I love it. I think it was the like the perfect. I, I think that, okay. For a guy to lose right like that, it's like the perfect scenario. He doesn't get pinned. He doesn't, um, he doesn't tap out. He doesn't like pass out. But his second saves him from losing a limb, you know, or something. I thought the explanation really helped. Like, I think, I think the way the explanations, I think the storytelling basically in AEW is phenomenal. Like, I'm just going to spoil it for you because we're talking about it already. I don't care about spoilers, but like, you know. <laughs> okay, okay, perfect. So, with the Eddie Kingston match, right? He, like, twisted his ankle or hurt his knee or something they brought up like oh eddie kingston had to sell his boots to pay for his mortgage so he had to buy new boots that probably aren't broken in yet like who (laughs) does that level of storytelling in wrestling right now Mm -hmm. absolutely nobody like for a thing like that and even down to like the colors on his Gear, like oh this is a um this is a tribute to like this person from japan that eddie really wrestles his style and he owes his wrestling career to like st- i love stuff like that the same thing happened with brian cage like they tried to sell it at the time on commentary like oh brian k or er, taz is pro- protecting his investment but he's like, no, I'm trying to protect Cage. He was already out with this injury. Moxley targeted it. I didn't want it to get re-injured. So instead of – because no matter what, t- Cage wasn't going to tap. That's basically what he tried to sell. Like this guy is such a machine that you could rip his arm off and he's not quitting. So I'm going to save him. Yeah, so I'm, I still don't know how I feel about it because <laughs> like I, I can go in either direction. Because for weeks he kept building him up about he's this, this he's this this machine and he's awarded the title. So even though it's not a title that's recognized, really recognized by AEW, even though he defends it, they defended against uh, Jungle Boy or something like that on Dark a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he did uh, Brian Pillman Jr. Oh, too. Brian Pillman he's, Jr. Yeah, not, he's, not he's done he's done a few defenses already since he won it. Yeah, so like I understand it, but like I think him having that title kind of. Saves him, and listen, luckily he's into a feud with Darby Allen right away, and he's actually doing something because he could be like Lance Archer, who's just disappeared. Uh, even though he's had, even though I heard he had a great match with Joey Janela, and he got a victory. It's just, it's not a really a story unless, unless it's unless it's something that I don't know about. It. Go ahead. When you think about these things, though, like these are matches, like even with um, Brody Lee, like. And Lance Archer, like, if you think about it, like, these guys shouldn't even be booked 
in these like title matches so early if they're just going to lose. But I think the AEW has been has done really well with like keeping these guys relevant and not making them look like big losers. Like if it was in WWE, like these guys would be chasing our truth around for the 24 <laughs> seven title, like the week after a title match. Mm-hmm. Well, so uh, I, I, I think that we really have to give these guys credit, especially for a guy like Tony Khan, who say what you want. He has the last say and he clearly know like, not that he knows what he's doing, but he's surrounded himself with the right people to make these right decisions. I think they're doing a great job. Yeah, yeah no doubt. But that, if I had to have a knock about AW, that would probably be really the only thing. I, yeah, I, but but wouldn't you agree? Like, if you would have if you would have booked Brian Cage from the Rip, you wouldn't put him in a title. Oh match no! Oh no! Two weeks after his oh, debut, no. you know what I mean? Oh no! Definitely not. <laughs> oh, no, no, I would never. But <laughs> so now. Get into Extreme Rules, uh, well, the horror show at Extreme Rules, and if you've never been with us before, we will play for you our rating system. The following podcast has a rating system in place. If it's a horrible show, it gets a jobber. If the show falls somewhere in the middle, it gets a slobber knocker. And if it is an amazing show, it gets the rating of ratings. It will get a show stopper. Alright, thank you, Howard. RIP. So, Prep, you told me ahead of time that you didn't see the entire show. So, what did you see, and can you give me a rating on what you did see? I just watched, for me, it was side of cinematic matches, but... for I'm not going to give it a jobber, because I still thought it was, like, decent... So I'll just give it like a low slobber knocker because I feel like it's unfair if I were to give it a jobber. <laughs> but if I can go by like the um, – if I could go by like the highlights that I've seen and like the reviews that I've heard already of the show, I feel like it might be pretty easy to call this show a jobber. Really? <laughs> yeah, I just – like – that's why I don't feel comfortable giving it myself. So I would say a low slobber knocker, but the show itself from like what I've heard and, and you know, you take it with a grain of salt, wrestling is subjective, whatever we always talk about it, but like, it just didn't seem like it was very good. Well, I'm going to give it a slobber knocker. Uh, my disappointment for was because I think the tagline of the horror show, this show didn't deserve it at all. Really? Um, it's like, I, th- well, I thought the show delivered from an in-ring perspective. Cesaro and Nakamura, they're a tag team I never knew I actually needed because they've been following around Sami Zayn for months, and they were just there. Like, they didn't really do anything necessarily together. And I'm glad they actually a tag team. They actually got some shiny, and I really have enjoyed them as a tag team. And it was about time that they got the titles of the New Day anyway because the New Day, they're just there at this point, especially without Woods at this point. And, uh... I'm kind of turning into a florist at this point, but uh, I'm going to give Cesaro his flowers <laughs> as well because he's always forgotten 
oftentimes, and he's always lost in the shuffle, but he's always he's become like that perfect tag team partner for anyone in this generation. Kind of like, kind of like how Kane was in the Attitude Era, going into the Ruthless Aggression Era. You could put Cesaro with anybody, and he still shines. My favorite tag team partner of his is still Tyson Kidd to this day. I thought the both women's matches were excellent. I thought they were the best matches on the card, and uh, I would assume. Despite Sasha losing her wig <laughs> versus Asuka, that was a low point for me because I was like, oh, gosh, she's fired. But uh, the I4 and I match, it wasn't cinematic. I think that that was a disappointment, too, because we, all week we kept hearing there was going to be uh, a cinematic match for this I4 and I match. So I think that was also disappointing for a lot of people. And it was an episode of Dexter, but I thought that they had a really good match and told a really good story and it ended the only way it really could actually end. Uh, Zick Dolph Ziggler continues to look like shit, and I'll get to that in a few minutes. And uh, we'll get to the Swamp Fight right now, but I'm going to say this first before I let you take it over. I thought I was completely disappointed. So, the Swamp Fight, Bray Wyatt defeats Braun Strowman. Floor is yours. So, with the Swamp Fight, right? It was supposed to be like old Bray Wyatt coming back to try to recruit Braun Strowman so that he could have like basically like his Raven flock style mm-hmm. like thing going on. And it was, it was so weird. I, I approached it from the way it was shot more. That's what my rating is for. But I don't know if the story made so much sense. Like, I don't know if we can really talk about it right now because you know, we have to wait till tomorrow. Like, if you go on WWE's website, it still says that Braun Strowman's the champion. They kind of left it like ambiguous again with the well, fiend. Like, it wasn't for the title. It wasn't for the title. Yes. Okay, so that's where I had all this wrong. But um, that's so weird. Why would you have a match that wasn't for like? <laughs> I guess yeah. If you're gonna leave it like that at the end, it makes sense. It wasn't for the title, but even. Did they say, like, was was that on the match card at the end? Like, the results on WWE.com, like, did it say that Bray Wyatt won? I couldn't tell at the end. And then, like, do we see Alexa with Bray at the end? Like, tomorrow? Oh, well, no. When you're done, I'll, I interpret it a different way. So they, yeah, I think yeah, I don't I don't even know what else to say about it because there was so much like unanswered stuff. <clears throat> All right, so I thought the match was disappointing. That's me personally. Now there were things I did enjoy. So the idea, like Sister Abigail, you said, is is that going to be Alexa permanently? But the way I interpreted it was, we've never seen what Sister Abigail looks like. Looks like the only time we actually saw her on TV was when he was feuding with with Finn, and it was supposed to be Sister Abigail versus the Demon. But we never got it because Bray got sick that time or whatever. So mm-hmm. the way I interpret it was, I, I think that Sister, Ab- Sister Abigail is basically a manifestation of what your desire desires are. And Okay, yeah. So th- that's why I made the joke of Tennille was your Sister Abigail. Because it's, it's whoever you want it to be because we don't know what Sister Abigail looks like. So Braun Strowman's history that you can actually harken back to with that is, uh, is Alexa. And his stuff with and stuff with Bray because other than that, Braun Strowman's been booked like shit and hasn't really essentially really done anything. And like I love Bray trying to kind of recruit him back in the cabin 
saying when your 15 minutes of fame is up, who's going to love you? I am, so come join me. And I talked about last week that Braun, talk, cut, Braun cut a promo on the June 26th SmackDown saying how Bray, they saw the snake in the swamp, and the snake jumped at Bray, and Bray just laughed, and they had the snake jump at Braun. And like everything that had to do with Braun, I hate it. Like, he's fighting these random guys. This one guy doesn't have a fucking mask on, and he's just, he's just beating them up. So the brawl I thought was terrible. But I thought the match ended. The match ended exactly how I said it would play out in some in the same shape and form. Braun would think he drowned Bray, and well, outcome the fiend will outcome from underneath the swamp, and that's how the show would end. And that's how you set up their match at a uh, SummerSlam. So with the um, now, when you contrast that versus like Drew, right? Drew is beating like these guys who are whatever. Like he, he just faced Ziggler. Like what I think Drew looks great as a champion versus what Braun Strowman looks. But I don't know if he looks as good as like, uh, I don't know. Like I'm just trying to compare champions, but like a Moxley right now, you know what I mean? Like, like I do think that Drew has done great, but what is it? What is it that WWE needs to do with these champions for them to come across as world champions? Mm. Well, see, with Braun, the whole Braun thing, we already know that that was supposed to be his spot in the first place, and Braun was ruined years ago. In 2016, Braun was ruined then because they fucked it up from day one. So ever since Braun's won the title, I haven't really cared at all. And they put it with Bray Wyatt right away, which and the way they went about this whole Bray Wyatt thing is actually really good because he fought the actual Funhouse Bray Wyatt, took a month off for Miz and Morrison. That was a comment that wasn't taken seriously, and now he's back. Now he went back to uh, cult leader Bray Wyatt, and then he's going to face the Fiend. So he's basically in the faces of, of Bray, and that's going to be his story. He'll probably essentially drop the title, but I guess you could say the meaningful storyline because. Like, that whole gap with Miz and Morrison, that really didn't mean anything at all. Like, McIntyre, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's hard with him. Like, I really wanted him to win, but I don't know. Like, he feels like the champion to me, but I, I do understand, like, if you feel like a kind of like a disconnect and doesn't really feel like a big deal to you. Yeah, I definitely think he's uh, he's doing good with what he's given, but I feel like they have to they have to bring him, like, a more credible opponent. Yeah, because, like, they built Lashley up, and the the thing with the whole no crowds or limited crowd, they can get away with certain things. And now, like, if Lashley was to beat McIntyre a, a couple months ago, they could have got away with it. But they did a good job building Lashley up as a heat with this whole full Nelson thing. But it's just the fact that, me personally, I can care less about Bobby Lashley. You know, that, like, I think WWE, they've done, like, a really good job in the past few months of actually sticking to things. And... Since they're limited, they're actually going all out and continuing like these stories that they actually have going on. Yeah, with um, so with the champs. So if you had to like rank them, Braun Strowman is very clearly third in the world champions of uh, WWE and NXT. Oh yeah, definitely. 
yeah, I don't feel comfortable even talking about Walter because they, they can't really do anything right now, so it's a shame. <laughs> yeah, so speaking of WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler, have you seen anything from this or heard anything? Uh, I actually did see that match. Um, I thought it was a good match. I hated the stipulation, like when they give it like to one person. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what I really hate is the fact that they're going to run it back. So for me, like I told him about this last week, I can care less about Dolph Ziggler World Title matches because he never wins. Like I thought it was a really good match. I thought he played the stipulation to a perfect T, but he still looks like shit. <laughs> he he makes the stipulation the most logical thing possible, and he still <laughs> he still loses. Like I like I understand like. Uh, Mac, they're playing off McIntyre's instincts or whatever, but Dolph, there's a sequence in this match towards the end. Dolph hits a Famouser and three zigzags, and McIntyre kicks out. By the way, <laughs> before I forget, the elbow drop through the table, fucking awesome. It was a, I thought that was amazing. It looked beautiful. But everything Dolph had to his advantage, he took advantage of every rule and still lost. And that's why I... I what is it about? What is it about Dolph and, like... Or what is it about McIntyre? Like they they keep having him like kick out at one like on people's finisher. Mm-hmm. I'm like, not, I wonder if that is that going to help him or hurt him in the end. I'm not sure because yeah, I'm I'm not sure. Like now, like I said, now they can get away with certain things, and McIntyre like he's a big dude, so he could like he could potentially kind of be like their next Brock if you. If you don't, if uh, you understand what I'm saying by that, like yes. size wise, but I I don't know. I just I was like Dolph Ziggler once again. I don't take him seriously at all. He, now next week they're running it back, and McIntyre chooses the stipulation, and I think he just I think he's gonna be a baby face and just pick a straight up wrestling match. No bells and whistles, no nothing. Just have a match. Yeah, he could do like submission too, because I think he ha- he has a submission, but Dolph doesn't. Yeah, I I just think he's just going to play a regular match because he's the he's a face champion, and he's not going to try to take advantage of the rules like Ziggler. That that that's what I think personally is going to happen, and I think this is going to be a crash course to hit, to him and Randy Orton at SummerSlam. Yeah, the match that everybody really wants to see. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that when it happens. Hopefully that's where we go because I don't know who who else there is for McIntyre to face. Yeah. All right. So now I'm gonna clump these two together. So the women's championships, uh, Nikki Cross, well Bailey defeats Nikki Cross to retain the SmackDown Women's title. Sasha Banks, I don't give a damn. Sasha Banks wins the World Women's title over Oscar. Uh, what have we, What are your thoughts on Sasha and Bailey recently? I'm trying to figure it out like because (laughs) like you would think logically that it's supposed to be them at the end right against each other Mm -hmm. i'm sorry they keep like teasing it like sasha was staring at bailey's title but i just don't i don't know man i don't how do they get there? Like, why is it taking so long? 
Well, what do you think about the pairing right now? Like everything they're doing, not not their future feud that's going to go. Oh, okay, yeah, that's. I mean that that is what it is. Doesn't it doesn't bother me, nor am I always looking forward to it. Like I kind of checked out on them when uh, Bailey tried to do boom roasted. <laughs> like I was like, oh, that was a wet fart. <laughs> so- Glad she stopped doing it. So I thought both matches were, were excellent. Nikki Cross had an awesome show, and I thought she had a pre-hype, she had a pre-match hype with Alexa, Oscar, and Kyrie backstage. And uh, I'm not sure if uh, have you seen the movie Mystery Men before? No. Okay, so basically they're hyping her up, trying basically trying to hype her up with confidence. So there's a scene from Mystery Men that goes hand in hand with that, and that's why I did appreciate that. Maybe think of that movie, but uh. I thought right from the jump, Nikki was confident and took it to Bailey right away. Went for early pinfalls, and it took Bailey to hit her with the power to punch to actually beat her. And, and Sasha for Oscar, that was my match tonight, despite a couple of botches. But Sasha did play it off like a champ. And now I thought the ending was absolutely perfect. Now I'm not sure if you've been paying much attention or or uh, not giving WWE much attention, but I think that these two have been. Excellent. I think the lens, like this, what Bailey did is continue, continuing the story of what Bailey will do for Sasha to win. So, did you see the Great American Bash when Sasha fought Io Shirai? Yeah. Okay, so if you remember that match, you see Bailey throwing in the belt. And you see her honking the car horn in the match. Uh, she's constantly ch- cheating in every match to win. So, she's doing literally anything, any and everything. To get Sasha to win the title or or Bailey to win her matches, so I thought that was the most logical thing for Bailey to do. There's no referee. Referees come down all the time from the back, or whatever. So like, no referee here. Let me just take a shirt and count to three, or whatever. So I thought that was logical. I thought the match ended perfectly. I thought it fit the story and everything what Bailey and Sasha have been doing. Now we got the rematch on Raw Monday night, and the title can change hands on a pinfall, submission, or outside interference. I ultimately think Sasha's um, Oscar's gonna win. Because a lot of times in these cases, the actual champion retains. And it looks like that's setting up Shayna Baszler at SummerSlam. Yeah, that looks like the match. Uh, because I do think eventually they get to Sasha and Bailey. Because they do... The one thing I always notice is like Bailey throws Sasha into every everything imaginable like oh yeah she'll face you right now and sasha's wearing like six inch heels yeah, like, yeah. well sasha did it to bailey a few weeks ago too so they so like i said i think they've been the most entertaining thing on the show i know i'm a mark for both of them but i think they've been great and a couple quick hits for the u.s title apollo has covid <laughs> before we knew and on sunday apollo appointed himself the u.s champion and his table, his table seems to be picking up steam because Sean Benjamin captured the coveted 24-7 championship. And I got to say, it felt important for that segment when they were in the ring against uh, Mustafa Ali, Ricochet, and Cedric Alexander. It did feel important for a second. And the question here is, who's going to jump? Because somebody's jumping. I, I think it's Cedric Alexander personally because Ricochet's already accomplished stuff in WWE. And I think Cedric needs the mic... The mic uh, the mic help more than Ricochet does. Any thoughts on this? Yeah, the way they had set up the shot, if you go back and watch that uh, segment, 
when Mustafa came out, I'm like, oh, this guy's turning right from the rip. <laughs> so I don't know if he's like too much of a baby face in real life to actually turn heel. But I thought the same about Bailey and look how great she has done. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. Like they wouldn't do that Cedric thing. I mean, he did address it. And he basically called it like, oh, yeah, you tried to sell me this bill of goods, but like, I'm cool. I'm going to stay right here. So we'll see. It's like you said, it's definitely not Ricochet. And I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being Mustafa in the end. Yeah, because um, I told about this also uh, about a strong black stable in WWE. Like, I understand it's the trendy thing to do right now. But uh, like I said, you're like a, a thing on Twitter now, for example, Leo Rush between out being black is not a gimmick, you know, and uh. You're going to get some people that like it and some people that don't like it, but it's being done. And MVP, he seems to be all into this. And I think it's something that he actually really wants to do, especially with give back to these young guys. Like if you remember the spot of him and Shad crying at WrestleMania when Kofi won the title. So I think this is actually really important to MVP. And I'm actually looking forward to this. Hopefully they're booked properly. Yeah, I hate, and I love the name, by the way. Um, the Hurt Business. I like that a lot. <laughs> I like their shirt, too. So I don't I hate being that guy, but like I remember like I want to say like a week before Shad had passed away, I was watching that video and I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, and I, and like it hurts because I I really wish they would have did more with Kofi at that time. Like you had it, you had it right there, and I get like the most important part was done, and that's that's really most people what most people care about. But they I think they could have got so much more out of it, and they just they didn't squeeze it. For what it was worth. The Kofi thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you already knew. He was, uh, you know, when you're not the top guy, you'll be in the middle of the card. You're not, even if you're the world champion, you're no more important. You're not, you're just as important as the Intercontinental champion or mid-card guy at that point. When if you're Yeah, not but as, guy, like, I couldn't imagine being, Afri- like, that doesn't bother you a little bit, like, calling it the trendy thing to do, like, put a belt on an African-American. Oh, yeah. Like, that is so stupid to yeah. think like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, people do it. You know, it's like some people will be happy about it. You know, some people will be like, oh, they only did it because of this. But like I said, like, we're, we're all not going to agree on these things. And yeah, like, like I wouldn't I wouldn't never know. Because, but I mean, I could, I guess, because like the Hispanics are underrepresented, too. Like. And I couldn't imagine being like, oh, well, it's Latin history, Month, you know, <laughs> and they're going to put the title this month on. Alberto Del Rio, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's just weird. And I, but I think Apollo's great. Like when he does get his chance, and I can't wait for him to come back. And MVP is like the best foil for it, mm-hmm. like because he's just so good on the mic. Mm-hmm. But you got to watch what he says because I remember when he called Lana a thought. I was like, <laughs> Ooh, I was like, that is rough. So good. I got, I got real pash on him. I'm like. Ooh. Like so that good. Said that. that is so good. All right, so you can wake up a little bit now. So uh, San Diego Comic Con reveals were today. Now that's what I'm here for. Now, since it's at home, was this the only day for WWE? I want to say that I think they're going till Saturday. No, I I know I the believe. whole for for reveals. I'm sorry. I just. Because I wanted to look up the reveals, I just logged on Twitter or on t- Instagram, and I'm going to send you what just ca- came up into our group message. 
Oh, I got that. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. I need that for How my custom. How incredible is that? I need that for my custom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, because I wasn't sure because they revealed a lot today. So I'm not 100% mm-hmm. positive, but I know it's usually the entire weekend. So, where would you like to start? We would just run down stuff. Yeah, I guess if we go to like Ringside's Instagram, okay. we could just go from. I mean, because a lot of this, like, obviously, you already know, a lot of this stuff isn't even necessary to talk about. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the cool shit. <laughs> like, I guess let me let me just start off with maybe my favorite reveal: someone who Pash hates <clears throat> this this Ashley figure. Oh my god! That who? Oh, Char- Charlotte. Oh yes! Oh yes! Oh my oh, yes. god! That if that if that if that's the actual face, no, it is. It this is. This thing is incredible. It is. It, it is. It is. It definitely is. And uh, that's a ringside exclusive. It is out in sep- well, it rises ringside in early September. It, it's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. I'll never need another Charlotte again. Well, another another Ashley again. And also with the whole COVID thing. It's kind. Of, it's interesting, you know, because Elite seventy eight and seventy nine. I guess they should have been in the stores right now, but they're apparently going to be in rings and stock at ringside around the same time, early August, and then seventy nine in late August. So we, and they're ready to go because they're already mocked up. So Randy Orton seventy eight, Kofi Kingston, Matt Riddle, R Truth, Naomi, who who looks like Anne Jemima still, um, Drake Maverick, and the exclusive superstar Billy Graham. Which I could care less about, but that go to seventy nine because oh my god! Oh yes, definitely. Uh, so seventy nine Roman Reigns with two heads, pony and regular face, which I still need a pony head. For, Daniel, that's for my custom. Yes, Daniel Bryan with interchangeable heads from his previous elite in haircut. Io Shirai, which is amazing. Big E and Xavier Woods, and you got Bobby Fish as with the camo, and then he's also the Chase with black tights. That was incredible. Yeah, that EO figure. I just, I was just looking at it in the box, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's it, it, it's perfect. Fire. It's... Like, I'm sorry, I'm not just saying it. Like, they do so fantastic on these Asian women. Like, <laughs> every every Oscar since the first one has been good. Uh, that Kyrie Sane figure, maybe one of my favorites, and this EO figure. Right behind it, fantastic figure. They did good on most of the women. Like, like most of the women, I'm like, oh, I need this. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. They always knock the women, knock the women out. And uh, we also got some stuff from Elite 80, and a lot of this we kind of anticipated because of uh, our good friend Walt slash Dwight at their action figures leaking these things, and and then everybody in the major WF pod group hates him. Shout out to shout out to Dwight. Um, so we got Elite Eighty. Bay. I met him. <laughs> Finally, I met him this first t- for the first time. He, listen, man, he cut me a deal. He had four UFC figures in the three for ten bin. I didn't know they were three for ten. I asked him at the at the register, like, oh, how much? He was like, oh, they're three for ten. I was like, oh, whatever the fourth one is, like, I'll pay extra. It doesn't matter. He's like, no, it's fine, and he like just gave me the four for ten bucks. Yeah, which he's, is pretty he's, cool. He's going people out, yell her meat. So, elite eighty, Bailey, uh, 
Elite 80 Rick, uh, Ricochet, and we see Bianca Belair. She's in Elite Series 81. So is the rest of Street Profits, Angela Dawkins, and uh, Montez Ford. Uh, also Elite 81. Stunning Steve Austin from the Hollywood Blondes team. Ah, uh, we got Mae Young. Alexa Bliss in Elite Series 82. That was fantastic. Jared King. <laughs> is this a... What era King is this in Elite Series 82? Can you pick up on that? Well, we got King in Elite Series 82. Rhea Ripley in Elite Series 84. Uh, British Bulldog with Matilda. He is the Walmart exclusive. Oh, that's like that's like AWA. Okay. Like, I'm only saying I think the hair the hair gives me that vibe. Okay. I feel like I remember a picture of him like that. Okay, in Elite Series '83, we got Baron Corbin, Angel Garza in Elite Series '84. We have a Kushida in Elite Series '84. Uh, WrestleMania Celebration, Andre the Giant and Macho Man Randy Savage. Something I know you're looking forward to the a lot. Uh, the next year is WrestleMania Heritage, China from WrestleMania 17, Goldberg from 36, uh, yes. Edge, from, Edge from 22 with the baseball bat and the vest, and Shawn Michaels, I believe. Is that WrestleMania? That's not WrestleMania 9. I was going to ask you which one that I was. Forgot. <laughs> I forgot. I forget. I'm curious now. I gotta check. Also, Paul Ellering is in, is in that set as well. Then we have a two pack with Mr. T and Roddy Piper, The Rock Ultimate Edition, which is on pre order on Amazon already. That should be that should be coming around to Charlotte. Ultimate Edition Fiend Bray Wyatt with the Fiend belt and two swappable heads and the jacket. They're they're already going too hard. Listen, <laughs> I get he's a big character, but he's in top picks too. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that as well. They're Once he's home. in top picks, it's that's a wrap. It. Yeah, he's over, over. Um, because he doesn't, because he's not even, he's toyetic, but he doesn't change his gear. They're flooding the market already. Yeah, he's on. Yeah, he's on. Basically, turns uh, AJ. Well, not, I'm not gonna say AJ Styles. At least AJ Styles' gear is different. He'll turn to Roman. Really, it's just one thing mm-hmm. kind of really changes. Also, ultimate ultimate edition Edge in Series Eight. Also, something I'm looking forward to the most. Ultimate Edition. I'm gonna say this, and you know I don't say this a lot in front of. I don't say this a lot. Look, Hulk Hogan, nigga, shut the fuck up. Do not fuck up between now and your and, and, and should drop. Shut up. What? Say whatever you gotta say after you should drop. I don't, I don't. Don't say nothing. Okay. We've been waiting too long. Shut the fuck up. Got him. <laughs> Please. Nigga, and then we got a horrible. Uh, Ringside exclusive with Bray Wyatt in the Firefly Funhouse. I don't know why they just didn't put a sweater on this man. Uh, Legends Series 10. Uh, Legends Series 10 DDP. I'm excited to talk, see that. Uh, we got Brutus the Barber Beefcake in that same series. He's a, he's a, he's the chase. with uh, The regular version is yellow tights and the chase is blue. Seth Rollins fan takeover series. We find out which series won that. We got the renders for Ricky Steamboat, Shayna Baszler, Adam Cole. Legend the series. belt looks so weird in that render, right? With the IC, yeah. I don't know why. I guess they just added it from like another picture. That Probably. It looks weird in the picture. Probably. Adam, Adam Cole's fan, fan takeover was not 
the, digi the digital camo, so it's not going to match the rest of Undisputed Era. Uh, Legend Series 8, which is already have mock images, so it's just about ready to go as well. You got Paul, Paul Orndorff, Ultimate Warriors, Last Land on Raw, Jake the Snake Roberts, who, uh, Eddie Guerrero, and is Jake the Chase? Is it two? Ch yeah, yeah, there's two. <clears throat> Jake has purple tights in the standard version. Thank you. And the chase yeah, is green. Yeah, there's two Jakes. I was seeing things for a second. And also for the other for the next series of Fan Takeover, the ones that won was the Randy Orton with the blue tights and nice title from Raw. 2013 Christian for Money in the Bank. 2002 NWO X-Pac. And Wolverine Johnny Gargano. Are these, There was no renders for these, right? No. They just told you who won. So <laughs> that... That's probably the stuff that we'll get renders for the rest of the week. Yeah, and then also, Jeremy Padauer, he has put out Orange Cassidy render, and he has Cody in the jean jacket. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude. Did you get a shipping confirmation yet? No. Ugh. No. <clears throat> it says it says mid to late August. Which is crazy. Did you, did you ever pre-order... A little bit of the bubbly? No, I, I don't want it. Uh, I can live with it. I have to get it because I just, <laughs> since I keep my figure, most of my figures mock, I gotta get it because it, it looks too cool. The, the packaging. Now I'll buy a real bottle of the bubbly, but uh. And I feel like I'm gonna kick myself in the butt, like FOMO. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it, the it, the it issue with happens. these AEW figures is that I have like this. You went out that whole time. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. No, with uh, AEW, like, we know we're going to see Darby Allen. We'll probably see Santana and Ortiz. Mm -hmm. That gives you two more figures. Who else would you like to see, like, from the – for the third set? Oh, oh uh, I need Britt Baker. She's, she's one of my favorites on there. Uh, who else? Cause I think they're going to do Jurassic Express together. Yeah, that makes sense. I think they'll to put have them, them together. All in <clears throat> um, and SCU, but I think they'll all be in the same set. So if they wanted to, they could do Series 4, Jurassic Express, and SCU. That way you could get them yeah. all together. Mm -hmm. So we still need two. Well, you said Britt Baker. We're missing one name. Who would be like Colt Cabana is not big enough. I guess if you know that Moxie's in series two. I, I, I don't know. Like who's also like they're, they're getting out. All the I guess Sammy guy. Guevara. Yeah, that makes sense. Sammy Guevara. Because I'll complete the inner circle. Mm -hmm. Well, no, you still need Jake Hager too. Oh, yeah, true. True. You're right. Uh, he could be in there. He could be in there too. But I think they uh 
I'm looking forward to it because they they only had that one reveal with Orange Cassidy. Oh, I think Best Friends. Did I see Best Friends are coming out too? I could have I could have swore I saw Jeremy Dow say something about Best Friends and Brian commented. Here we go. Major WF Pod. I just got a Patreon exclusive video from them. <laughs> this has to be this has to be the the uh, vlog that's getting posted tomorrow that they already spoke about today. I don't know if you heard about what's going on with their pay, with their uh, figure reveals. Um, their personal the Super Sevens. No, not the Super Sevens. The uh, so they're gonna have a four pack of micro brawlers. Okay. It's going to be them two in their regular wrestling gear. And then Naked Hornswoggle <laughs> with the title. As well as Smart Mark Sterling. Oh, amazing. And then they're going to have more Super 7 figures. And another set of major pod figures. They're going to have a referee and they're going to have Smart Mark Sterling. Okay, because I, I got the email today about the early episode. But but I knew they were talking about the reveals already, so I, I was like, no, I'll just wait till tomorrow. But <clears throat> I'm gonna... yeah, listen. The only way to listen to that podcast now, I can't listen to it any other way. It has to be ad free. <laughs> as much as I hate the Bluetooth ads, I I, I I can sit through them. But I I I've, I've, I have such a routine. It's like it's like my Friday thing. I have a routine at work. It's like it's like I'm like every Friday I'm looking forward to my. My major WF pod. You know, I got Matt Matt. I listen to Matt Matt before before I, while I'm heading to work and my first hour or so of work. Then I'll throw them on. Then I got my my sports. Like I got a routine going. I was like, you know what? I'll wait. I'm so I'm so conditioned to uh, my Fridays. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing these uh, micro brawlers. Even though I'm not a big micro brawler guy. Um. So- so did anything stick? So what? Oh, also we got the uh, the Goldberg Bret Hart two pack, which I don't like. It's just for the belt. I think it looks terrible. That is awful. Yeah, I, I think it looks terrible. So is there anything that you are dying to get your hands on <sighs> as soon as possible? Okay, so. If I just go through the reveals from today, that Charlotte figure yes. Yes. is on the top of my list. Yes. As well as like the reveal from fifteen minutes ago. That that Orange, Orange Cassidy figure blows my mind. I it looks exactly like him. Like obviously <laughs> I need to like it's a render, obviously I know it could be different. But if we keep it to WWE, Charlotte for sure China figure that's something i've been asking for since they you know brought her back i wanted that figure before the figure that we got you know what's you know i hope that what they all, i hope they add to it what the bazooka oh that'd be a good <laughs> that'd be a good thing too and you know what that's flying under the radar that alexa figure with the oh, first women's tag title i love it she always has good figures, though. Mm-hmm. Love it. Except that last basic with her in the suit. But I love it. <laughs> oh, Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle is yes. fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, His, he looks like a freaking Ken doll. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Because like, the, the next few sets, 
you know, they're not, they're nothing to knock you, nothing really to knock you away. Stuff you can kind of wait to hit uh, clearance and sales or whatever. Like nothing you want to jump out right away, except for Io Shirai. I think I think that that one's like okay. When I see that, oh, I, yeah, I got to grab. I that. might, I might double up on her. Huh? I might double up on her. Really? So I know. So so that. Yeah, one, because I. I have this like women's mock shelf going on. Mm-hmm. So I definitely want to keep the good names on there. Yeah. So so Io Shirai, but the Charlotte Ultimate that that is absolutely amazing. I couldn't because like the render looked amazing. I was like, because I saw it when the Rock's uh, images came out a couple days ago. I was like, okay, we're definitely going to see Charlotte's. And they didn't disappoint. That is spot on. Ashley Flair. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, the Eddie Guerrero with the I'm Your Poppy shirt. Love it. Oh, yeah. that That is – damn, that might have been my favorite figure. Wow. But the frost with the You tips, know what? Yeah, you know what they did? They did the Edgehead figures dirty, though, releasing two fantastic edges after the fact. Like, you look at it, and you're like, maybe I don't need the Edgeheads. Because I thought about it because I don't like that Edgehead scan. I never have. And I have the I have the Hall of Fame edge. It's the same head scan. But my thing with Edge, like, it's his jacket. And you can't do the pose without the, without, with the jacket on. But I was like, do I want edge heads or not? Because I will only get two. I don't care if they don't have matching tights. As long as the tag team, a Hawkins or Ryder match, that's fine with me. Um, but the edge, the, the edge ultimate, amazing. I'm glad we actually got that. Street Profits. I'm happy to get that Bianca. I, I held off on the basic because I knew we would get a leak to them eventually. But... Definitely a lot to look forward to, and we got we still got her a few basic days. is still fire though. Every time I see it, I'm like, oh, this is good. Yeah, it, oh, it is good. I just I was like, okay, we, I know I'm getting the elites. We're no, I know we're gonna get the elite soon, so I'll hold off because you know I don't fuck with basics. Um, <laughs> but they, they they did a great job, and hopefully AW we see some stuff from there and from them in the next couple of days of over the weekend. Is there anything else? Anything else you got for me, Brett? Uh, no, it's been good. Uh, my internet keeps hitting in and out, so I definitely don't want to fall off. Uh, you got anything else? No, I think we hit on everything for the most part. We'll have more to talk about next week. So uh, I guess that's it for the show. So for Josh Perpagina, I'm Alo Aaron Lloyd, and we'll see you guys next week. Hop on the top rope, but the land with the elbow. Got them now, put them down right now, hit them with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. This is Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again, fans mocking man. Man, I hate my balls, shut the Vince McMahon. It ain't safe to land, off the cell. Fans love, it ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome well. What I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.